Leading organizations with intentionality and purpose is complex work. And dedicated leaders work tirelessly each and every day to build impactful cultures of collaboration. But effective collaboration is difficult and messy. The good news is you don't have to do it alone. Join the Jigsaw Learning Team for Leading Collaborative Response, sharing insights for leaders committed to establishing, refining, and deepening collaborative response in their organization. Well, oh, no. It's just me. She loves all of you. It's just me. So, <laughs> so our very first get together as Jigsaw Learning, as the team had grown, we were carpooling to Drumheller. And so Curtis and Lorna had asked me to pick up Arlene and then pick up Nancy. And so I had picked up Nancy first and we had some really great conversation. And I was so excited about her enthusiasm about Jigsaw Learning and collaborative response. And I was absolutely in awe that whole weekend that we worked through of her ability to think in French and speak in English. And I know that by the end of that weekend, she was absolutely exhausted. <laughs> so we're yeah. leaving Drumheller and I, we need gas in the car. So, okay, well, I'll put gas in the car and Nancy and Arlene go into the, we'll use the washroom and get some snacks and come out and, you know, they open the car doors and Arlene climbs in and I thought Nancy climbed in, but she just put her purse and her, her snacks in the car because she was going to go back and use the washroom because there'd been a line. Well, knowing how exhausted she was and how tired she was, you know, it being quiet in the back seat of the truck really wasn't kind of surprising. So Arlene and I are just chatting away, chatting away. Uh, no, we left Nancy behind because she went back in and we didn't realize it. So she is at a gas station as a French speaking person in a community that she knows nothing about. These strange people that she's just met have left her there with no phone, no purse, no way to get a hold of anyone. Nancy, I like I said, I am still in awe that you speak to me to this day. And I am still totally embarrassed that I did it. But I am so glad that we have been able to laugh about it over the years that we've connected. I have to say, you know, I might have been sorry at the time, but it's given us the source of one of the best <laughs> stories that we have to be able to share out. So, yeah, and, there's a and silver lining for sure. Very much at your expense. We're sorry about that, Nancy, because we know it was and when I, traumatic. <laughs> when I, I, told, I said this story to people, they know me, they were like, like, no. No, you're not, you're never quiet. So how come they, they will, they think for a minute you can be quiet. I'm just, yeah, I, I, it's in English. So I'm quiet in English. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's, a, it's another world. <laughs> so Nancy, why don't we go back then? Because that was, you know, fairly early in our uh, relationship with you and your work around collaborative response. Can you give us a little bit of a, of a timeline and what it's looked like from when you became exposed to collaborative response as a concept or a framework to where you are today at Ecole Notre Dame. Okay, that's a long story. Yeah. I think it's about a 10 year story. <laughs> Maybe I will say 12 year actually. Yeah, because I think it the is. The first time I met you, it was at the, I was principal of an, an another school, Ecole à la Découverte. And I was trying to, to, to do something with my team to make sure we can respond all the needs of the student. 
Mm-hmm. So that's like I start there and I I was I start a little bit uh, doing the collaborative approach at this school, but not not a lot because I was new in the process and I was thinking more about it than I was not ready to put it in place. I need to um, absorb everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then um, I finish I left this uh, I got a transfer as a consultant for this Centre Nord. so I was consultant for a few years and at the, those years I helped school to implement the collaborative approach mm-hmm. so my role was really to be with the school working with the school principal and the admin team of the school and going to this this uh, journey with them and we were also working with you. I, I guess you remember, but you were working with Centre Nord and, and my job was to uh, coach the team to do that. So we were working with the Jigsaw Learning team and then different team were implemented um, the collaborative approach. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did that for a few years and I got a, an offer for the from the consortia and with Jigsaw Learning to work more at the provincial level. So then I did the same thing, but at the provincial level. So with the four francophone district of the of the province. Mm-hmm. So that was an amazing experience because they were at different places because they already started the, the process, the, the journey. They were already working with you. Uh, they have like the theories, if I can say that, like yeah. they read the book, they, they have the theory, but the, my job was, okay, how can we do that? for real in the in the school because it's like you have the session you know how to do it but it's kind of different when you have to live it yeah put it in place and then I did that for a few years and I really appreciate that because I can I can work with different team they were a different place and observe not the I, I don't want to say their mistake but their challenges like mm-hmm. all they had like oh you have some some school will say we don't have enough time some other school will say oh we are a little school so how we can do the the meet the team how we can build a team how we can do that and do this with in a different context because each school have a different context Absolutely. and in the francophone school board it's also like some school are really small some school are bigger you know different different things so I learned a lot from those school I work with and uh and after that I had an offer to to have to to take the principal of this Ecole Notre Dame and I accepted and I'm really happy about it and now I I have to how you say that in English my my feet have to follow my word. I, yeah. you, know, when, <laughs> yeah. you have to walk the walk. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So I kind of arrive at this school. They already doing the collaborative meeting and everything. But now I have to, okay, what I was teaching and telling people to do, now I have to do it with my teams. And I face uh, some some challenges the same as I was seeing with in the other school 
but it's kind of different when you have your two feet in yes. because yeah. it's uh you are less uh can i say objective like you cannot look at it you look at it differently yeah so it's my third year here at notre dame and um here i am i just i'm still doing the collaborative meeting collaborative uh, response but uh, it's kind of a, a different doing it as a consultant than doing it as a leader well and you mentioned your association with us and jigsaw learning and we've been so fortunate to have you as a learning associate even today um, we still get the requests from different francophone authorities where could there be someone that can come and share out so your expertise and learning through multiple different um, points of time has been really outstanding to be able to share out and again has probably coalesced all that learning now into the role that you have as the person who actually has to live it not just the person giving advice for someone else <laughs> living it as well. And just a, a note to our listeners, uh, if you go to our website, we do have a French section on our website, and that primarily has been built by Nancy. Absolutely. And it's funny because I use this section <laughs> almost every week. <laughs> and I'm just like, right. I, I did that, but I'm still going in there. Oh, okay, like... <laughs> Yesterday, I was on the website looking for uh, the roles. Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, okay, I have to to put that in place at the next meeting. So where are they? Like, I was still on this. Uh, and I always look at the French one. But also, I always go and look at the sa same section in English. Because they're, they're, they are different resources. Yeah, but they are kind of both really interesting for me. So sometimes I look at the English ver version and I'm just kind of copy the best idea of both worlds. Yeah, That's nice. good. <laughs> okay, so Nancy, you've talked a little bit and we should be really clear for the listeners that every time you say collaborative response, it's having to think in English because in your Francophone school, it's not known as collaborative response. It's known as approach can you share share with us what that would how collaborative response is translated through your schools approach collaborative there we go so when you think <laughs> about approach collaborative within your own school can you share with us uh you said kindergarten to grade six about 445 students how do your teams meet in your school when does that happen how does it happen and um how frequently can you describe how the how the layers of team operate within Notre Dame. So we have uh, those collaborative meeting um, every six weeks. Okay. And I have four different teams. I have kindergarten who are, it's three teacher, the me as a principal, the vice principal, and the um, uh, learning coach. Okay. I have a team of grade one and two with a, like six teacher, the same person, vice principal, principal, and le learning coach, grade three and four, and five and six. So usually we are like, we, we are doing the meeting every six weeks. So uh, like uh, <laughs> kindergarten are the Monday, uh, grade one and two are Tuesday, 
and it, it's after school for us we decide to do it after school it's in the uh we count the this time in their assignable as assignable assignable time, time assignable, yeah assignable time so it's assignable so they know at the beginning of the school year they receive a calendar with all the date for the school year okay and i told them like it's you have to be there it's not a time like you're not supposed to have an appointment or have something you have to be there and it's from 3 30 to 4 30 okay one hour one hour Only. every six weeks and we have those meeting every six weeks with all the teams so everybody is involved i also have every six week a meeting with the ea yeah teacher educational assistance yeah it's, yes uh, every six weeks, I have a meeting with them too. Not the same uh, week because we only have five days per week. <laughs> so I have this with them every six weeks too. That's the one layer of our collaborative meeting. Mm -hmm. I also have a, a meeting with what we call um second layer. The okay. team. Your school you know. Yes, <laughs> student support <laughs> team. Thank you. In French, we say uh, "équipe de soutien à l'apprentissage." <laughs> so I also have this uh, this team. This team is the learning coach, my vice principal, and I, and we meet every two weeks, every, every second week, okay. and we we organize the schedule to make sure we always meet the week before the collaborative meeting with teacher. Okay. So I know from my learning coach where she is on her uh, target intervention with which student. So we already have a list of students who doesn't need anymore the target in intervention. So we are ready to know if they bring some student, new student at the collaborative meeting with teacher. We already know how many space or which kind of group we already have in place and if we can add student in different group or a target intervention group. Mm -hmm. And we also have like a, the student uh, case study. So right. we talk about student on the support team or we talk about student at the collaborative response and this student is coming uh, pretty often in the meeting. We talk about the student in our support team at some point, we will decide, okay, let's have a case study for this student. Yeah. So we have the three layers of, of meeting. When I get to this school, they already have collaborative meeting like with the teacher every about every two months, every six to eight weeks. So they were used to that. When I get here, I had those two layers, especially the one with the... Uh, support uh, support team yeah. you know this layer is, I think it's a really important one because now the teacher know we arrived to the meeting ready for them but also if you have a student who are, have more needs you don't ne really need to talk about the student at the collaborative meeting because you know we're going to address at the support meeting and it takes few like last year it was a little bit um hard for teacher to realize that because mm -hmm. they didn't know about the other layer of, of a, a support but we have to be uh, uh consistent and i 
repeat a lot the, the same thing all the time. Okay, it's we hear about this student, we're gonna put this student on the list for the support team. We're gonna talk about this student. But at the beginning, they were kind of maybe thinking it this this student is gonna be lost. Like we're not gonna talk about this student. Right. But by uh, with the time, they realize okay, we have a we follow up with this student like because we talk about every two weeks. So after the week of the meeting, we also have a list of students we want to talk about it. And the the member of the support team, we share the this the action after like we have the same structure. So after the support team meeting, we decide okay who's gonna talk with this teacher regarding this student? Who's going to work with this teacher to help for this student? Who, who's going to do the next step for this student? So that's the kind of a structure we have in place. It's not it's not perfect because we have other uh, issue. Maybe mm -hmm. you heard about uh, we have problem with buses in, the, in Alberta. Mm -hmm. So last year, we have always the bus always late. And we scheduled all the meeting after school. But the bus was late, like not 15 minutes late, but two hours late. So instead of getting having all the students gone by 3.30, that's the time the meeting starts, 3.30 to 4.30. But we had students until 5.30. So one of us cannot go like my vice principal or myself, or sometimes both of us cannot be at the meeting so that was hard because we um we face this challenge and we still have this challenge but this year we are we are used to this so mm -hmm. we are we are more prepared for that so last year what we decided we we have we asked the district to to organize the schedule of the teacher assistant to be able they can stay with a group of students for the bus and we can have the meeting with our uh our teacher right but we and have that's happening those, that. on those six week cycles yes, yes. so we have well, to think good. about it like few weeks before to organize that mm -hmm. but i was really proud because even we had those all those uh issue with the bus buses we had all the meeting we never missed any meeting last year and this year, it's the same challenge we have, but we are already organized. We know the week of the collaborative meeting. We know we have that and like nothing can happen. We are going to do the meeting. So we have to be really consistent and think outside the box to make sure it's happening because it's so easy to say, we know what, we have to cancel. Mm -hmm. And then you cancel once and you wait 12 weeks and it's three months and that's right. And then you cancel another one. You, you have like a few months and you never talk about student. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of a structure. I can talk more if you want, but no, that makes perfect the main sense. structure. <laughs> and Thanks. it's not perfect. We have to adjust. And this year we have more students, so more classroom. So we change the team. So that's another thing that the the group, the team was they were used to work together but now we have to change it so it's kind of a different dynamic mm -hmm. yeah. working but, with new people but i think that speaks to nancy what we always share is that 
each and every year, it's you're going to have to adjust, transform, keeping the same key principles in place, but there's always going to be a next challenge, a next complexity that we have to think through. So I, I love how you've described that for, for us and for our listeners. And the norm, like we, for, I think we change the team, but we have the same norm and right. we use the same as last year. Last year, when I start with the team, we, we build the norm, the norms together. And this year we did the, the activities it's on the website. I don't know the name in English, but when you say that's our norm, what, why are we doing that? What we yeah. should see, what we should uh, hear and uh, what we're going to do if somebody doesn't respect the norms. So we did that this year with the same norms and we just work on that. Solidify. Solidify. Yeah. Solidify. Yeah. Yeah. The norms. Another thing we did at the beginning of the year, I think was really helpful with the, you know, bigger school, bigger staff, uh, changing the group, the team, collaborative team. We did, I should show you, but I don't know if I can stand up or not, but we did an activity. So we, I said, that's going to be your collaborative team. And we did, I will show you, okay? Just a second. Yeah, yes, please. That would be <laughs> awesome. And as Nancy's getting that, we'll also ensure in the show notes that we put that unpacking, unpacking team norms um, template that Nancy was discussing. That's a really powerful exercise for a team to be able to ensure that the norms just aren't words on a paper that we gloss over, but they actually are. These are what we believe, why we believe in them, what we would see and not see when they're lived. And then most importantly, and I'm sure that was an interesting dialogue with your team of what will we do when someone breaks a particular norm? And it was really interesting because they were really strict about that. Oh, that's good. More strict than me. <laughs> so that's the norm. Like we put that on a table, like it's kind of a, Okay. So we put that on a table. That's so anyone who's nice. listening, Nancy just shared with us a table display, a plastic table display that goes right on the middle of the table that has the norms written right out. That's awesome. And we did that at the beginning of the year. I don't know if you can see well. That's my kindergarten team. Okay. So that's my kinder. They have to write how many years of experience they have total together. Right. So my kindergarten have 35 years of experience if they add each one. We have to say how many level we taught. So maybe you taught in grade one. You, so they have to add that. And in how many different school and what's your strain and what's your, uh, what you like, like what's your, uh, your interests. Interest. Yeah. So we did that together. Because I, I was thinking it's really interesting for them to know we have so much uh, knowledge together. That's like, yeah, look, that's we so have much five years of experience together. So let's put some, and it's make a shift in our team, I think, because they realize, wow, we 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 know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. They give them some, it's give them some confidence. And I always put this this paper on the meeting room every meeting i put that just to remind them like okay we are together and we know and if sometimes you know it's it's one thing like when you have the meeting they will uh, they they will say okay what we do with this what can we do with this issue or with this 
with this challenge or with this student and they will say oh maybe we should ask like for a, a specialist to come yeah. and I just have to say something like I think we have enough experience to do something what we can do mm -hmm. I and love that <laughs> Nancy, that is mindset. so great because we often talk about the expertise in the building or the expertise that we bring to the room or to the team and that there is so much there, but we just sometimes make assumptions of, you know, especially our own expertise that I can't possibly contribute anything more than what everybody else already knows but but just going through that simple activity honors the fact that there and and actually makes makes it explicit that we have a lot of experience we've got a lot of knowledge I just I love that activity Nancy because it is that reminder that we have the experience at the table right now mm -hmm. and yes. the knowledge and expertise too, that we just need to access what we already have. So Nancy, you know that we are going to reach it. out with an email after this <laughs> to ask if you'd be willing to share a picture of what one of oh, the yes. looks like. Uh, I think that would be great for the viewers and listeners to be able to see a little sample of what that looks like. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We did a lot at the like the first few days. We have few PD day this year. We 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 were lucky in our school board. We had five PD day at the beginning of the school year. So we had time to do that. That was because sometimes we don't have time, but yeah. we had time to talk about the norms. We had time to do these activities. We also had time to decide what's going to be our target of the meeting. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to talk about everything at every meeting. So for that, we look at our uh, three years uh, plan three year for plan. the school. Yeah. And we look at the data, like we have all the those evaluations. So what we should prioritize and each group look at the data, look at the, the three years uh, school plan, and they decide as a team what we should talk about at our meeting. Mm -hmm. And it's it's all literacy, but... They have they had the discussion. It's not like okay, we got we have to talk about that, but they all came to a, a conclusion. We should talk about literacy first for, for our students. Mm -hmm. So Nancy, how what does the data as you're talking about your your teams really looking at the data and helping that to inform the focus of their meetings? But how are you using the data as an ongoing piece of your collaborative response? Like as as a leader this year, it's one of my um, goal to use the data efficiently because it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. The thing is, we have so much data, so. Like we have all the data in all the, like the behavior, the math, the uh, literacy, numeracy, but for the collaborative response, like I have data for the school board and I have data for all my uh, report I have to do, but I don't use those one in the meeting. I try to just take, because we decide we're going to talk about literacy, mm -hmm. we look at the literacy data. But also we have, we this, this year we try to look also at the behavior data, but we don't have a lot of data. We are working on that, but we have so much data on literacy because ours, you know, we have, I think it's same thing in all the school. We have to do the, like a, the target evaluation from Alberta education. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
So we use those one. We use and but they the teacher and the the school board and all we have to do the collect the data at the beginning of the school year. But this year, what we tried to do is take those data and try to be to put it useful for the teacher, yeah. not just a number. You know, I learned so much from you. I tried to apply it, but it's just not easy. <laughs> no, you're right, Nancy. It's not easy, but but it is so important to be able to take, well, first of all, for if you have to do those assessments anyway for the province, then you should be using that information because it, mm -hmm. it is bits that can help inform what you're doing. But then to put it into a usable format so that teachers can access the information easily but you're right so, that's not an easy task so nancy i know this was one of the things that you did in helping other schools support is that idea of color code your data get your data color coded what does that look like for you at Centre no or at um <laughs> Ecole notre dame yeah. oh we have a nice color data <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have all the you know what we have we did a lot of um you know, Excel sheet or a, a Google, Google sheet, sheet. Yeah. with color, but it's it's kind of too much color colorful mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. Like we have a big sheet with all the data in, in numeracy, numeracy, everything, but that's what I tried to do and we are not there yet, but it's okay. We're talking about literacy. It's always to put the, what's the key challenge? Right. Mm. Because it's kind of so, so large. Like you can say, like this kid is a is a level uh, in French. We were using number for uh, for level of re reading level. So he's level twenty. Okay, but what that mean? Like what yeah. is key issue? What is what we should work on? And yeah. that's where we are right now. We we are like looking at the data. We have good number, nice number, nice color. But when we have the discussion, it's sometimes like, okay, we will want to talk about this student. Oh, he's not as, as level as for reading. And mm -hmm. my question is always like, okay, but why? Like, what is, yeah. what is yeah, the I main issue? Yeah. But it's hard. But what I found is uh, at the same time, we are working on our, our continuum of support. And we try to to divide our continuum of support with those key challenges. But it's interesting because it's a process. It's not like, okay, that's the that's the, the section. We're gonna do our continuum of support in literacy. Here are the five sections. Like it's not like that because people have different language. Mm -hmm. So we need to discuss about that in the not during the collaborative meeting, but at other times. So it's also I, I will say doing my collaborative meeting with my staff, I it's really helped me to to think about uh, my the professional development for my staff. Mm -hmm. yeah. What we should work on. Like I can see we are not on the same page. We're not using the same vocabulary. And this year, as you know, we have new curriculum. So there's a lot of new thing and yeah, you we have to take time to discuss that and put that clearly in place. But for now, it's not, it's not really clear. I have to say our data, we have nice number, but we need to to be more precise. 
on the key challenge. And we were working at the same time of a, on our continuum of support, but it's not like clear. We change it all the time. <laughs> we change the vocabulary. We not agree with this. We are not agree with this. Or we reading a, something like we have a, I try to have, sometimes we have during PD day, we have to read an article and discuss about that. And that's make, oh, but oh, we read that. Now we should change our continuum of support because we have this information now. So it's it's kind of a long process. I can, that's why I'm telling like, I was used to work with different school. Now, when I'm writing that, sometimes I'm just like, okay, can we just take a decision and just go? But no, it's not no. like that. No. <laughs> just move on and decide you know but no it's a process and we really have to grow together in that mm -hmm. it's, it's it's not like a formula like a perfect formula just do this yeah yeah I love that Nancy because that's that's absolutely true that this is not a step-by-step -step process when you go through collaborative response or or you know first you do this and then you do that but but it is about the learning and the growing, like you said, um, in your own school. So you take those little pieces and then you start to build it out and it teaches you about other pieces and, and you realize the connections between uh, different components within collaborative response. And it truly is that process that you were talking about. So this next week we're gonna have the our uh, second meeting, and we're gonna add uh, an inspector of the data. That's the first oh, time we're gonna good. have this role, because I think we are ready for that. We were not ready for that like last year, but I think that next week we we will try it. Awesome. Just because sometimes we're talking about student, but we don't have any data. Yeah, or we have the data, but they are not like really clear or we have too much data so we will try I don't know I can talk to you in, in two weeks but <laughs> we will see if it's going to be work working well <laughs> we would love to hear about it because yeah <laughs> the the rules become important when you are facing that next step and when you're thinking about the data piece to have someone actually have the data open and continually referencing it as you go through is is a really beautiful step. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can have this. You cannot go too fast, and but you cannot go too slow. Yeah. I don't know; it's not clear. But um, <laughs> last year when I we we start doing the meeting, I was here as a new principal. I think we had to build a confidence like to be uh to feel confident together they i think the staff need to to know me better trust me so it was kind of a, a dancing thing but i think we are there not it's not always perfect and it's not the same thing with everything like i have five different team it's different with all of them but um it's always the same structure sometimes I feel like they want to change it they want to like why we have to talk about the norms you know it's kind of a I will back up a little bit before the meeting I have a google form so the week before the meeting I send them a google form 
it's called your red flag. So they have to fill this form with the with the student they want to talk, the main, the challenge, the key issue they want to talk about. But at the beginning, some of the staff doesn't, they were not filling this form. They just arrive at the meeting and they, oh, I want to talk about, and I was like, nope, sorry, you didn't. Like you have to fill the form. But Sometimes it was frustrated, but they learn like it's gonna be always like that. The week after you go, the week before you're gonna receive the form, and if you want to talk about those students, you have to fill the form. And then the few like the day after the meeting, I look at the form, and I organize my meeting. Like I know we're gonna talk about those students, so I already put their name and the key issue in the agenda. Agenda. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we we have to do that because if and I realize if we don't do that, you have people who want to talk about the same student all the time. And when they do the form, I can look at it before and I can go and talk with the teacher before too. I see you put Curtis name again. You know, we talk again. about Curtis like again. <laughs> so we all the time talk about Curtis and we have Curtis in our uh we're gonna talk about him at our support meeting. So you don't have to put them to, to put Curtis again at this at the collaborative meeting or the kids with IPP. You know, sometimes you fill the form and you feel like you are tired and you are exhausted about a student. So you we're going to fill the form with your emotion of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it's okay. And I I understand that, but I have time to go and talk with the teacher before the meeting. So they understand at the meeting, we are talking about what we can do, what action you can put in a classroom next Monday, next week. But it takes time to get used to that because, and yeah. sometimes you are frustrated as a teacher, because you want to talk about this little Curtis, you know, sorry. <laughs> Again. Yeah, but when you know, that's why I think it's so important to have the, a, another layers of meeting because at some point they realize, okay, yes. Okay. I understand, but I really need help with the student. You, we're going to help you make, we're going to make sure we have support in place for this student, but it's not the moment at the collaborative meeting to talk about him. But at the beginning, it's kind of frustrated. But when you realize, oh, okay, some things happen. There's action in place. We have a next step for this student. Then you realize, okay, I kind of understand now how, why we're doing that this way. Even if I show them a video, like we had a nice video about the collaborative response, I, they, they have to watch this video at the beginning of every year. With the layers of thing, but even if you we they watch this video, how it's look like in your school, it's different. It is different. Mm -hmm. I I love the way that you talk, Nancy, about that uh, the Google form that you're handing out ahead of time, and and how staff it, it, that transition into some of the structures and processes that we use through collaborative response some it takes time because watching it in a video and then living it 
are very different things. <laughs> yes. We, we would love to be able to have a copy of your Google form because that is a question that we often get when we're working with other schools is around the pre-meeting organizer, which is really your version of the pre-meeting yes. organizer. Mm -hmm. But being able to gather that information ahead of time so that you have a really good understanding about what's coming up. And that's a really great strategy when you think about that pre-meeting organizer is about people uh, being able to, to think ahead of time about who are the students that they're bringing forward. But you, with a Google form, you get that opportunity to be able to look at, you know, who are the children that the teachers are thinking about, and then align that with the purpose of your collaborative team meeting. So, yeah. It's a line also because as I organize my schedule, like I said, we have the support meeting team before the week before. So usually we already receive the form for the meeting. So we, we as a team, we can look at that too. Like if we already have students we talk about and it's, they are on the list, we say, okay, we know we're going to do that for this one. We're going to put this action in place, this, this, this. So it it's all in the, the timing of, okay, we we can talk about that before as a support team. We are ready for the meeting and we are ready for action, <laughs> to put action in place, not just turning, having too long discussion. Mm -hmm. it, we like discussion, I don't, but <laughs> to make sure we go through all the student and all the key issue we want to talk about. Nancy, it is so exciting for me to have sat with you in that first conversation in my car. And uh, for a part your... of the time in your car. Well, okay, yeah, car. For, for the, the first conversation was good. I took her to Drumheller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> but your enthusiasm for the process and the integrity of collaborative response has not changed. You understand that we need all the components. We need the collaborative structures and processes. And you just talk, like you have your norms now, you're bringing your roles in, you're building that up. You have data and evidence, and now you're adding in a new role that's going to make that a part of your meetings. So it's not that you went out and did everything all at once. It has been this ongoing growth. And you talked about your continuum of supports in that, okay, you built it, but you continue to refine it as we read this book, we went to this PD. So I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here because as a champion of collaborative response, my connection to you has really been around WeCollab since, you know, that is the hat that I'm wearing and I'm going to wear a little more often as I re reduce my hostess duties. Why are you passionate about WeCollab and why do you see it moving forward in your school? This question is brought to you by WeCollab. Designed by educators for educators, this comprehensive digital system aligns with the foundational components of collaborative response. Moving from conversation to action, WeCollab empowers classrooms, schools, and systems to provide the very best response for each and every child by informing action-based decision-making with data and evidence supporting student success. Well, because first of all, it's going to be so much more efficient if we use WeCollab efficiently. <laughs> because now, like I said, we're using the Google form. 
for our red flag. But my goal is using Wikilab to have to be able to identify the student we want to talk about. Because now we have different documents. We have different, uh, we have a Google sheet for this. And we have, and I think we can put a nice profile of every, each, each student in Wikilab. And, but we have to make sure we organize it well before we start using it. Yeah, we used it last so year. We start using it last year, but I was the only one uh, who was taking the notes. And it was kind of too much for me. I was taking the notes in Wikilab or putting the action in Wikilab and uh, be the, uh, Facilit the person, trying to facilitate. To facilitate the meeting. And it's kind of too much. Yeah. And before I get, I was at this, this school, I know that they were using Wikilab also, but every teacher was using it on his own way if so it's kind of i don't want to control everything but i just want to make sure we use it efficiently for that so last year i decided okay no we're gonna stop we need to work on the process make sure we have the we we target which which data we want in that and understand everything because i think it's really nice to use Wikilab, but we need to understand the process mm -hmm. because, you know, just putting the color, the line under the picture of the student. For some teacher, like putting this line, they were changing this color code every like two weeks. They will put a, a, a target and intervention, but that's what we would like to have for the student. But is not in the yellow zone because it's more like why, like what we are, what we put in place, what action, what intervention, what strategy we put in place for this student. Yeah. So it was used like differently for different people. So I think last year I decided, okay, I will just work on Wikilab by myself and with my uh, admin team. And then when we're going to be ready, we're going to use it again, but more efficiently for everybody. So we are in the process. Like this year at the first meeting, we took the note like in a piece of paper, on a piece of paper. <laughs> like we have the Google form, we have the agenda, we have this. It's different, too much paper. But I think if we use WeCollab, we can put everything in place, but we have to be ready for that. And the team have to be ready. And you cannot be, one person who's doing all the roles during the meeting because it's too much. Nancy, you said everything I hoped you would say. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> right down to the leader cannot do it all. <laughs> right down to the process trumps the program every time. The mm -hmm. goal is to talk about kids, but recognizing that the eventual introduction of the WeCollab software that has been designed by educators for educators will help to make the process more efficient and effective but the understanding of the process needs to be there first so yeah. you said everything you know, i hoped you would say and i didn't have yeah. to say it first <laughs> don't I be think born it... spark but you can send me a bottle of wine <laughs> <laughs> and Nancy, that's I, a great plan <laughs> i think it's uh quite remarkable too that you talked about you know not taking on every role and yeah. not multitasking we actually just released a webinar 
um, out that's accessible for anyone on demand. And we'll pop it into the show notes where it's 10 considerations to transform your team meetings. And that's one of the things I share in that is as a facilitator, don't multitask, use the roles and make sure that you're really focused in on one. So it's awesome to be able to hear that aha, because I had the same aha as a principal too. If I'm trying to do everything, I'm actually yeah. doing none of them well. And I think with the time like this year, like we are used to this structure and I can see have people in my team, they can take more roles. Like they can, they are willing to do, you know what? I can, I can try to be the facilitator and just like, yeah, go ahead, try yeah. it. Oh, like good. just look at the agenda and you can, you know, you can, you can start sharing the leadership of the meeting and you can see the strength of your team also. Mm -hmm. I have people will say they are really good to uh, uh with the roles of um how you say that in English like the person who say no yeah, interrupter we, interrupter yeah. <laughs> yeah so in French it's coupard de parole I have there are people in my team will say hey I want to do that I want to do that yeah. <laughs> you're good doing it that's great <laughs> yes yeah, so you can see the the leadership and they they want to share some some roles, some tasks to do during the meeting. So I hope I will have somebody who will say, hey, I want to use, I want to be the one using WeCollab. And I really think I will have teacher willing to do that. Oh, that's wow. so good. So Nancy, oh, that makes my heart sore. Yeah. <laughs> we have reached that point in the podcast where we have one last question to put towards you. And it is the one that we always turn to Jen to be able to uh, to ask that. So Jen, take it away. Nancy, I'm a little sad, but I'm very happy too, because this is the last time I get to ask this question ever, but I'm really <laughs> glad it gets to be with you. So if you knew then what you know now about implementing collaborative response, what advice would you give yourself? Wow. Just one <laughs> advice. As much advice as you need to give yourself. <laughs> Don't try to go too fast. That's. Yeah, I think it's the main thing. Don't try to go too fast. Make sure you consolidated mm -hmm. the process before. Because if you put too much at the same time or it's not consistent, I think it's the most important. It's not the meeting. It's what's happened between the meeting. So you have, like the meeting are so important. You ha They have to be organized. But if you... Finish the meeting, turn on your com turn off your computer, and then don't look at the the action. Well, if people know you're not gonna do anything, uh, they will not. They will at some point know. Okay, we talk about those students, but there's no action. Do the follow up of the action. That's that's an important part too. It takes time, but that's what our support team can do too so i don't know if it's clear enough it's not an advice but maybe it's an advice. i don't know <laughs> but it's important <laughs> to be a, a can we say in english you know make sure the people know they have to put the action in place they have mm -hmm. to yeah. 
do the next step because be you can go from meeting to meeting doing nothing between the meeting. What's happened between the meeting? It's the action. It's the intervention. So we have to do it. That's that's the most important part for the for the for the student. Absolutely. And make sure you always stay focused on student. It's easy to not focus and thinking about all the challenges, but students are the most important part of our process. Absolutely. That's what it's about. It is. Yes. <laughs> and Nancy. Not, yeah, oh, please, Jen. Nancy, I'm looking at some words that you wrote in English. You wrote the word constant. And I can yes. tell in the way that you talk that collaborative response is the constant way in which you respond to the needs of students in your school. Mm -hmm. You wrote the word consistent. And I can hear that in the way you talk about how the structures of the meetings has to be the same and that you have to follow the process with integrity. And thus you wrote the word accountable. And I can hear you talk about that now in the way you talk about the, nece the necessity of following up on the actions so that what happens between the meetings is really what's impacting the students. The meetings are where we come together and talk about them, but it's the time between them where we're making things happen. Now, what are we doing? What are we doing for those students? So yes. I can tell, and I don't know if our listeners and viewers can tell that you're tired because an hour in English <laughs> is two hours in your brain at the way you have to process things. And so thank you so much for the time and the effort in sharing your journey, Nancy, because your story is a beautiful one. And I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to have met you along this way. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much, Nancy. We wish you all the best and we will talk again very, very soon. Thank you, yes, Nancy. You can come in my school anytime. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. It was so great spending time with you and hearing about your latest adventures. So we we really love the chance to be able to connect. So hopefully we'll be able to do that in person soon. Yes, I hope so too. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Nancy. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> I always love the chance to be able to connect with Nancy. And I know that she is conscientious of, I know what I'm trying to say in French. How do I say it in English? But the message always comes through so, so clearly in regards to the intentionality, the thought, thoughtfulness that she puts in place as a leader. And the idea that she just continually reinforced is this is a process and we're going to stay true to the process, but it doesn't mean that we have to accomplish every piece immediately. It's ongoing. And how do we, again, it comes to how is she creating a culture of collaborative response within the building? It doesn't happen after one conversation. And I, I love how that continual cyclical iterative process is being exemplified through Nancy's leadership. Yeah, and I think Nancy, well, she described it as a dance, <laughs> which I love because oh. it isn't uh, it isn't that step-by-step -step process, but rather knowing your staff and knowing how much they can take on and knowing, you know, how much more do they need to understand before we take those big leaps into change. And that timing piece for her is super clear. Like but with that timing, knowing 
there's going to be times where we have to go back. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're going to pause, go back, re-establish mm-hmm. so that we can move forward consistently. Well, and she, she talked about uh, looking, watching a video at the beginning of every year, every regardless year. of how many new staff or not, we all recenter ourselves by watching that video at the beginning of the year and then engaging in the work, which is, yes really wise really wise well and and her ability to take templates that already exist right that unpacking team knows when she talked about but also to create activities to again create that sense of team that sense of cohesion and to reiterate the message that the expertise is at the table i love that yeah that messaging yeah, me too. And she was so clear about even to do the activity of how many years of experience collectively do we have, right? That, But just a simple activity that allows people to start to reflect on, actually, do we need a specialist to help us with some of the differentiated instructions? instructional strategies that we need in our classroom actually no we've got a lot of experience and a lot of expertise right here that we just need to figure out how to access but i think that's beautiful i think this aligns though to the thoughtfulness in nancy's leadership Mm -hmm. because that activity that she described and she showed the posts (laughs) or the uh flip charts um that's not the first time i've seen that i've seen that at the start of the year there was Facebook groups that were posting all over the place of different groups that had done this and they had done it with their teams. And in some of those situations, it was even reinforced with the, I'm looking for a fun activity to do with my team. Does anyone have any suggestions? But for her, it's done with a high degree of intentional intentionality of we're not just doing this to be fun or to create Mm -hmm. cohesion. It's because we're trying to surface that like she said, with the kindergarten, we have 35 years of experience across 18 different schools between us collectively. When we get to a collaborative team meeting, it's reinforcing, we have a great deal of expertise in the room, how do we leverage it? And so that, that simple activity, which somebody else might just use as I need something fun to do with my teams to fill uh, the start of a year for 20 minutes, right? Where it's no, this is done with a high degree of intentionality that has um, an end point that I'm trying to get to. And that end point is building that culture of collaboration. A hundred percent. So in that activity, she's doing great things to move their school to that effective culture mm-hmm. and in collaborating. You know, the other thing that I loved that she was talking about was the uh, explicit intention of the school support team and how they're meeting every two weeks and and how she has had to kind of build up and assure teachers that when they're not talking about, you know, especially students who need really intensive wraparound support. Curtis, I think she kept mentioning. (laughs) But that we're not going to talk about that student at the collaborative team meeting because we have another level of support. And just thinking through how how much, like what does that do for staff knowing that, you know, we're, we may not be talking about that student here, but we will talk about that student here and it gives them great assurance. And Nancy even spoke to this confidence that, they're not going to be left 
that we have a space to be able to talk about every child and goes back to that whole principle that we share all yep. the time of every child deserves a team. And in Nancy's school, she has teams very clearly laid out so that we have that assurance that no child is left behind. But I loved how she referenced that by saying it takes some of the emotion yeah. out of the who do I need to bring forth today? Because yeah, I might be exasperated with a particular child within the room, but take your emotion out of that, recognize, let's trust that mm -hmm. they're being attended to in the best way that we know how we're putting actions in place. And now let's go back to our data to determine who do we bring forth, not just the what was keeping me awake last night. There were so many things <laughs> that came out with Nancy's conversation. The other one, too, that really stood out to me is as she's engaging in collaborative team meetings with her staff, recognizing that there are spaces where we identify areas of learning and then being able to use their PD like she was talking about, yeah. yeah, she was talking about sharing articles with her staff to be able to build out more of those areas of expertise when they recognize that there's either a gap within that, within the collaborative team meeting or within their continuum of supports. But all that connectedness that she speaks to is, is really exciting and yeah, impactful. So I guess I get to summarize this whole conversation now. Go for it, Jen. I'm 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 gonna bring it to to a, a few words here, okay? Integrity, intentionality, and grace. And I know we didn't mention that last one, but I'm gonna talk about why when I get there. So the integrity of the process. So the layers of teams, that is integrity when we talk about those collaborative structures and processes, because there has to be that space to move from the collaborative team meeting to talk about that student that needs more attention than that. And so she has built those teams in the, the recognition that the expertise is at the table, right? The intentionality with which she plans the activities to show that the intentionality around the timing. She talked about, she didn't say the words exactly as you say them, Curtis, go slow to go fast. Mm -hmm. But again, that intentionality in mm, put a little out. Oh no, maybe we need to reel back. We tried, we collab, but it was too much for just me to manage. So we rolled it back. And so just that reflective practice. And then Grace, you talk about Nancy's, Nancy's leadership style. Mm. She talked about learning from mistakes. She talked about trying something and refining it. There is a grace that comes in that and the, the not beating yourself up and the recognizing that by creating that culture of collaboration, She's created a space where staff can be vulnerable and try the things they need to for those students, that time between the meetings that she talks about. But then they can come back and they can talk about their experiences with it. And so I get to say, I have been at the hands of Nancy's Grace. You've heard my story. <laughs> Nancy, I, I thank you for being so graceful for my mistakes because it gave me an opportunity to continue to learn from you. So... Thank you both, because this will be the last time that I get to sign off. So I'm glad to have been a part of the key learnings from our partners. And I look forward to the opportunities to engage in them through WeCollab. And uh, I look forward to listening and hearing more as you continue to grow collaborative response as a way that we meet the needs of students and transform education. 
Absolutely. And Jen, you've been integral to uh, leading these stories and sharing these stories out with the listeners as well. So um, even though you won't be there for the sign off, we know that you are going to be there as the WeCollab software continues to grow and expand and your expertise becomes so absolutely critical in that in that work with partners. Absolutely. So uh, thank you so much, Jen, for all of your work uh, today and for the past number of years. And we look forward to all of the things that you have to bring in WeCollab as well. All right. So that brings an end to this episode. Uh, please make sure that you check out the show notes for a number of the resources and links that we've referred to. We've also included a, a discount code if you're interested in our 2022 text collaborative response. There is a code to be able to get 10% off that text as well available. We wish you all the best and please uh, make sure to subscribe, like the, the episode, and we will see you next time on Leading Collaborative Response. Take care. For more on Collaborative Response, visit jigsawlearning.ca or join the JL Insider to receive access to newly added resources and content. Make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and the Jigsaw Learning YouTube channel to access past and upcoming episodes. Join us again to continue to build your own capacity in leading collaborative response in your context.